Happy Friday and welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show, guys. Shout out to OG's Brands, the official sponsor of Flavoring Fridays. Head on over to ogsbrands.com and see their full lineup, including their two newest devils, the OG's Naturals and the Big OG's. And find out where you can purchase. Guys, if you're new here, I'm Anthony Totry. We got Eric Ruby vibing and we got DJ Jacob Franklin pushing all the buttons and making the magic happen. Potentially, DJ Danielle could join us as well. But we've got a jam-packed show for you guys today. If you're new here, do us a favor. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Leave a five-star review. Let us know what you like about this podcast. I see we've already got some diehards in the chat Donald's here. Been a minute since we've had Donald. Welcome back. Welcome. Sharon and Short Bus are probably going to make the trek over here shortly if they're not already in the chat, guys. While we're talking about PHNX diehards, now is the time. Head on over to gophnx.com today. Sign up. There's a little diehard tab where you can go ahead. You can become a member. And not only are you going to get access to the diehard Discord, which is just like the YouTube chat that we got going, except it is 24-7, 365, and it's not just for ASU. We got the Wildcats channel. We got the Coyotes, the Cardinals, the Suns. We got everything under the sun when you are a diehard, including exclusive, exclusive content. We've got discounted merch, discounted events. We have it all over at gophnx.com. We got Marlon subscribing today. Love that. We got Donald also saying Anthony's hiding from feral people, that closet of a room. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm hiding. Okay. I'm, I'm hiding from all the Wildcats that find their way into my mentions and in my DMs at all hours, all year long, Eric, you you look like you're hiding yourself a little bit too, man. I'm just you know I'm in the corner of a bedroom. I'm not really hiding myself. I think lighting wise, it seems like I'm actually out in like the open. Somehow, even with the window, it looks like you're six feet underground. Like, uh, really? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. It, it looks like you're like kind of in a bunker of sorts. Saul keeps me in a dungeon uh, under the. Under the building, we have to keep um, you in so, witness protection for the amount yeah, of U of A fans exactly that you at. piss off. You, I mean, even it though is. it's a long way from Tucson, they they still come to just find you specifically. So we move you like six different locations a day, basically. Yeah. You can't stay for more than four <laughs> just, hours. You just move me from compound to compound. Is that what happens here? <laughs> yeah, I basically, it. absolutely, it's, it's a it. safety procedure. It is what it is. Look, they keep me in witness protection because of the way that I piss off Wildcat fans and the way I piss off DNVR uh, Buffs fans and Colorado fans. But that's no different. It's Friday, and we're going to continue doing what we do, and that is talking about Arizona State while also maybe taking a jab or two at the Arizona Wildcats. I know we got Clint in the chat. Go Beavs. Y'all welcome. Give Tinkle an extension. Uh, Yes, we will get to what the Oregon State Beavers did to the Arizona Wildcats and ASU basketball here in just a little bit, but I want to start things off with the title of today's episode, and it is, is ASU more of a football school than the team down south, than Arizona? And you know what prompted this, Eric? Tell me. Our very own PHNX Wildcats, Mike Luke, he tweeted this out um, not too long ago saying, real talk, is Arizona now officially a football school? This came after um, Arizona's lost to Oregon State the other night in basketball. So uh, before we get too deep into the weeds of it all, just your initial thoughts to that question. Do you think ASU is more of a football school than Arizona? Yeah, I think that the whole football school moniker, well, I do think it's a little bit silly 
uh, it's a little more rooted in tradition than just what's the better team right now. Because right now, I mean, even with all their flaws, ASU men's basketball is by far the, the better team over ASU football, like, and just where yeah. the program is at. But historically for ASU football, they've reached higher highs. They've been more consistent and we've seen some great stuff from, from ASU men's basketball, women's basketball alike, but overall <laughs> football has always kind of been ASU's thing and actually probably a stronger suit in its history than where it is currently for U of A. They've also had a lot of success, but historically they're a basketball school. Like you yeah. think U of A athletics and, and what's the, the best part about it? it. It's, it's basketball until you reach about uh, the round of 16, usually the sweet 16, usually then you're not a basketball school. So I guess it depends on the period of time, but I would say ASU is more of a football school than U of A. Uh, but I would say U of A is more of a basketball school than ASU. Like kind of yeah. flip-flop. And again, part of that question that Mike Luke had for social media was, hey, is it time to officially call Arizona a, a, bas- or a football school over a basketball school? And you only get one. You don't get to be both. Okay, You can't be uh, a football and a basketball school. You can't be a hockey, golf, swimming. You can't be all those things. You got to pick one. And I see kind of everybody in the chat with the same sentiment of one good season for the Arizona Wildcats. And all of a, si- all of a sudden, they want to claim themselves as a football school. Because you know what it is. Go ahead. It's just it's coping. It's just massive amounts of cope. Because hey, you're not a football school if your head coach left for a football school, and B, you are so disappointed in your basketball team, you cannot fathom the fact that they lost to Oregon State, who was in the bottom of the Pac-12 power rankings that we put out uh, earlier this week. And you know what Oregon State basketball is. And I'm sorry. I'm what? so sorry. I, ha- I had to reference this last night. Uh, I'm sorry to the Beebs fan that we have in the chat. I really am. But this is this is what Oregon State basketball is. Shit. <laughs> okay. So for Arizona to lose to them, uh, it makes sense. It makes sense that they would hit that panic button and officially start to change the marker. For for those for those just listening on audio uh, who don't know. Totri just reached <laughs> not too far off off of screen, so he had readily available a a small plushie of the poop emoji. So <laughs> I don't know where you got that and how you had it so handily ready to like. And maybe you were just ready for the prop comedy, but I appreciate that. It's one of the um, few tools but, that they give me as I move from compound to compound. That's <laughs> your it's your only safety item. Um, but <laughs> it, anyway, uh. Oregon State beating Arizona has just been the worst of what has been a series of concerning games for them. And you have to imagine that after that happens, I mean, even our, our boy Mike Luke is, you know, as strong as he is, like you're kind of reeling. And so yeah. I, I, I get the tweet asking it, but I, I do think it it would be ridiculous to to say uh, <laughs> Damon's in the chat going off. I'm I love sorry. it. I, can't. <laughs> I, I know. I was looking at it too. So I was looking at it too. Weird. So not triggered, Damon. Super unbothered. Um, but <laughs> but not a football school. U of A is not a football school. They're a basketball school. And then when your basketball school loses to the worst basketball team in the conference, you start searching for an identity. That's why that yeah. tweet was sent out. There's no argument. Yeah. I mean, look, Marlon brings up Marlon came to back up the facts today. Two undefeated seasons, an unclaimed national championship, 1975 SI and Sporting News named ASU Champs. Rose Bowl appearances, five NFL Hall of Famers, two Hall of Fame finalists as we speak. Look, in this this take could maybe I get I get people may disagree with me on this. When ASU fans, U of A fans, regardless, I think when it comes to a state 
in a rivalry. I, I feel like when you have this conversation of is ASU more of a football school than Arizona, the same way that would Oregon have the same argument, is Oregon more of a football school than Oregon State, right? There can only be one if you're having that, that question raised. And for me, you could talk about the Rose Bowls. You could talk about you know undefeated seasons. You could talk about coaches, whatever you want to do. And for me, it comes down to when you think of either of these schools, of their football programs, what immediately comes to mind? What is the, the most immediate thought when it comes to those two programs? And out of those two, which one is, a? I don't want to say more important, but which one is, is I guess, a greater significance, right? More and prominent. Immediately more prominent. And when you think of Arizona State football and you think of Arizona football, We'll start off with the Wildcats. What's the first thing that you think of in terms of prominence, right? <laughs> Jed Fish leaving? I don't know. Is that the yeah, okay? Jed Fish. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, I'm sure they've had some phenomenal seasons. You can point to you, you can point to some you know key players. Gronk, I believe Lance Briggs also went there. Teddy Bruschi, right? You could think of some real NFL legends. When I think of ASU football, and honestly, when you think of football in the state of Arizona. You think of Pat Tillman, through and through. You think of number 42, right? And so you can talk about what goes on in the field. You can talk about coaches. You could talk about bowl games. You could talk about other players. But the fact of the matter is, Pat Tillman is so etched into the history of Arizona football as a state, whether that be with Arizona State or the Cardinals, that I don't necessarily think that there is anything that the Wildcats could do unless it was natty after natty after natty to really start to chip away at what Arizona State football means nationally, right? Because when you think of that and you think of this conversation of is ASU more of a football school than Arizona, football normies, right? Very fair normies. That's what I'm going to call them. On a national perspective, when you ask this question, like, oh, it's easy. The Arizona Wildcats are more of a football school than, than ASU. Just look at what they did this past season. AP top 25. They won a bowl game. They beat Oklahoma. They lost their coach. They misplaced the quarter billion. You know, all those things. And when you think of ASU, you don't even think about what happened this, this past season. You're like, oh, 42. That's Pat Tillman. That's where Pat Tillman was. They got the statue. Right? Like American hero. And that's just what ASU football is. So anything that comes with it, Rose Bowl appearances, great coaches, great players, Brandon Ayuk, Jake Plummer, like any of it, Terrell Suggs, any of that that follows just furthers the idea that Arizona State is more of a football school. And in reality, it doesn't matter what Arizona does. They can go be AP top 25 teams for, for the next 15 years. And when it comes down to the conversation of Arizona versus Arizona State as a football school, it's always going to be Pat Tillman. And there's not really anything that the Wildcats can do or say to change that. Yeah, I mean, that you are right. Like, he is a figure that is more recognizable. Like, he's even partially, like, transcendent to ASU as well to where he is just kind of his own entity. And then also, of course, hails from ASU, which is that umbrella effect. Um, I, I do want to say though like 
Damon in the chat is just distracting the hell out of me because is he still going? He, I thought he said he was going. Yeah, he said he, <laughs> he said he he said he was going to leave, but he also said you went from trashing our football program to our basketball program seamlessly. LMAO, that wasn't even the topic. Damon, the, you're worried about the wrong thing. You should be worried about the fact that I can do that seamlessly. The fact that I can go from trashing your football program to your basketball program without so reaching more about you that's more about your program. That's not, don't get mad at me so yeah don't get mad at me okay get get mad at the fact that your teams are letting you down and i can sit up here and i don't have to reach to talk crap about them so i'm sorry <laughs> damon i know you're i know you're not mad um but like to me also you think of on-field moments uh you talk about like football like legend like players in the nfl ASU football is also the only one to be a very integral part of one of the best sports movies of all time. You know, I'm a sun devil, man. So I, I, I just do think that in college football culture, and of course, like with time, things can change. But I also think that if U of A has 15 years of success ahead of them, I also believe ASU is going to have a similar uh, 15. So I don't think that there would be enough separation created from U of A being a good team. Um, but I, I, I think that it's just, it's part of the college football culture. ASU football is a deeper part of its history on the stats page and the championships page. And then also in the culture part that it's, it's not really a conversation. No. And a lot of the conversation stems toward recency bias, right? And you can't, again, my favorite part of this to Mike Luke and, and credit to Mike Luke. Cause he's always, he's, he's always just going a step further. I love it. Love that guy. When it comes to this, this question, you didn't ask this question after the Alamo Bowl. You didn't ask no. this question after your 10-win season. You didn't ask this question when, when Noah Fafita and T-Mac came back. You didn't ask this question after you won the Territorial Cup. You asked this question after a three-point embarrassing loss to Oregon State basketball. That's when you decided to ask this question. So I would have I listened to the argument. Right. I would have never agreed with it, but I would have listened to it if it would have came at the right time. But having this question now just makes it seem like, oh, well, we're going to wait and see what Tommy Lloyd and company do here through Pac-12 tourney play and all that stuff. Uh, But in the meantime, we're a football school. You're not because football, first off, is not even going on right now. The only reason that we're talking about football so recently is because every time I blink, you something gets fucked up in Tucson. Like, that's just the way that 2024 has gone for the Wildcats. That's, again, the only reason that until we get to spring ball, there's been such a conversation about college football. And if you want to have this conversation, we'll have it night and day, and there really isn't anything that you can say, do, or feel that is going to make me and probably every other ASU fan believe that Arizona even deserves a seat at the table in this conversation. Because Arizona State... And Pat Tillman, it's just, it's a championship in and of itself. If you want to have the conversation of, is it more of a football school? Not even necessarily for what he did on the field. He was a great player for the Sun Devils. But what he modeled, right, as a human being is what Arizona State stands for as a football program. And I think it maybe got lapsed with the recent tenure of Herm Edwards. In reality, I think that's what happened. People forgot the culture of what Arizona State football used to be, right? We just talked about the other day, the Rose Bowl and what ASU fans did to Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, right? Like that is culture. That is Arizona State football. So what you saw 
from ASU under Herm Edwards, they got away from that. They got away from that culture. So maybe, you know, that is a hall pass for Arizona fans and, and college football normies to sit here and say that Arizona is more of a football school than ASU. But when it's all said and done, if Kenny gets it back to even close to what it used to be, to the culture, the toughness, the mentality, and the passion that ASU football used to be, then, you, like I said, you can go sit at the kids' table for this conversation because that's where the Arizona Wildcats belong. Yeah, it's, it's, it's also tough, the timing. I think above all else, you answer your own question by when this question was posted. If you like, like if you were posting it after the win when Jed was still there, and you're like, man, the the momentum of this is really strong. Like that's what's making me say this. Not, oh my gosh, I can't mentally handle the fact that my precious basketball team just lost to Oregon State. So now I need to ask an existential question about who we are as a school and as a program. Well, we also don't have $250 million. So you know what? You can identify as broke. You can't be a, ba- a basketball school, a baseball school, a football school. You are a broke school. <laughs> Damn. That's tough. That's tough. But it is what it is, man. Like I said, you could talk about all the other things, but when it comes to a seat at the table in this conversation, the Arizona Wildcats don't have anything to stand on. And that's just sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles, man. But look, you guys, Arizona, you are a basketball school. And we'll talk about what happened uh, to your basketball school and ASU, rightfully so, here in just a little bit. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about our friends over at Desert Financial Credit Union, guys. I tell you just about every single day because we can trust them because they've been doing it for so long. They're not new to this game. They're the official retail banking partner of Arizona State University. And for more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union dedicated to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make lives better. And if you're an Arizona sports fan, there's no better place to do your banking than Desert Financial Credit Union. It's the only place that you could show your team spirit every time you make a purchase with exclusive debit cards branded with your favorite teams. Bring the boom and get fired up with the Arizona State University Visa debit card. Now is the time to show your ASU team spirit. Open a free checking account online and get $200 plus your choice of three Arizona State University Visa debit cards. Just go to desertfinancial.com slash ASU to get started. It's a great place. And like you said, an exceptional experience. I want to tell you about another exceptional experience, but in a completely different light, because you're going to get something a little bit different than a credit union when you go to Gila River resorts and casinos. But let me tell you, exceptional is an understatement because absolutely nobody does it like Gila River resorts and casinos. Look, it's it's authentic, immersive experience. You want to go to their state-of-the-art gaming floor with slot machines, blackjack table, live games. You want to go catch a game and put some money down at the BetMGM Sportsbook. They have that. You just want a vacation. You just want to go and relax and take a breath. You can go poolside. You can stay in their nice rooms and eat at many of their dining choices from upscale to approachable poolside, steakhouse, uh, like a new adventurous one, Honey and Vine at their Santan Mountain location. Listen, exceptional is understatement. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Every time I've been out there, it has been a good time. And we host many events there. So if you want to dip your toe in, Come out to one of our events and see what it's all about. I would highly, highly recommend that. You can get more details. Go and visit playathila.com for those. Absolutely love it. Look, the conversation today started with ASU football versus Arizona football, which is, hey, time and again through history, 
it's what it comes down to, right? Greatest rivalry in college sports and college athletics, the Territorial Cup. I do want to talk basketball here for a little bit just because it was a wild evening, not just for the ASU Sun Devils. So if you joined us for our post-game show last night, we talked about ASU's big loss to Oregon, kind of what went wrong. Um, and in reality, if you missed it, what went wrong is Jose Perez was the only Arizona State Sun Devil to get off the bus and play basketball. Everybody else yeah. uh, seemed to left leave their talent um, and their passion for the game on on the flight. So hopefully that's that's not what happens against Oregon State here in, in just a couple days. But when it comes down to ASU basketball, Eric, because you weren't on the postgame show, I, I do want to get your thoughts on the game in in reality where Arizona State goes from here because we've talked about it on camera we've talked about it off camera what ASU needs to do to get into the NCAA tournament and their tournament chances took a big hit last night well right we talked about what they needed to do they needed to win this game or they at least (laughs) needed to keep it close because it's honestly it's disappointing I'm 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 not just disappointed in the fact that they lost a game, right? Because they lost to a good school yeah. on the road where Oregon has been undefeated throughout this entire season. They're now 10 and 0. Um, it was the way that they lost. And it was the fact that what scares me the most about ASU basketball in general, of course, is the inconsistency, but it's also like the inability to continue to ride a high wave and not even like just stop, like, like oh, we're going down on the roller coaster. It's like they just stop it. Like you're just, you yeah. just get stuck on the roller coaster and now you're just walking down the emergency stairs. It, it, <laughs> it was exactly what I didn't want to see because I felt like it was the team that you could watch and be like, oh yeah, there's like, you never want to watch a team and go, there's no chance to make the tournament. Right. And if they play yeah. the way that they played last night, they're, they're not, no like, they're not sniffing it. They're not sniffing it. Right. Like we talked about how they're kind of a four headed monster. And there's very like equal distribution between those top four guys. And it's rare for a college basketball team to get that, to only have one of those guys really play up to their stand and their ability. It's, it sucks. It doesn't, and it doesn't matter who, who it is, right? Because this was a game for the top spot in the pack. This was, this was a game to be the best team. So it's not like, oh man, like Oregon's a great team. We're on the road, like being blown out is acceptable. Not showing up to play is acceptable because man, we just couldn't stack up. Like if you played the way that you had played previously, like you could have won this game, but yeah that's just kind of a theme with Bobby Hurley teams is that like when you can rally them and you can get behind them and everything's so great. It's like, wow, this team, they could do so many amazing things. They're on a roll. And then the moment that like one thing kind of goes sideways, it snowballs so hard the other direction. And I was really just hoping that if they lost, that it wouldn't have been in this fashion because I could live with a loss, but not a loss like this. Yeah, and you could have lived, I think, as a team with a close competitive loss. And for Arizona State, they were up 10 at one point. They held Oregon in the first half to a six-minute scoring drought, and they were only up 10. You knew at that point that the offense was sputtering. It wasn't doing what we saw it against USC. Jose Perez had 20 points. Nobody else had double figures. It's not enough. It's not enough to get it done against Oregon. It's not, Frankly, it's not enough to get it done against Oregon State here. And it's really not enough for anybody. You can't have a single starter hit double figures, and everybody else kind of just hope that it's enough. And that's what you saw. Everybody was hoping that it was going to be enough, and eventually Oregon got it together down the stretch, and they put ASU to bed. I believe Oregon was on an 18-1 to or 18-2 to run at some point in the second half, and that's just unacceptable. That's unacceptable for, uh, for a Bobby Hurley team that played the way that it did against USC, the way that it did against Colorado. And you just, like I said last night, you got to shake it off. And at this point, 
unless you're beating the Arizona Wildcats twice, which again, maybe you have a better chance of it. But at this point, what does a win over Arizona start to mean as they continue to falter in Pac-12 play with Oregon State, Stanford, Washington State? If they continue to hang their heads on those losses, if they continue to suffer losses like that, then two Arizona wins isn't going to mean a whole hell of a lot when you come to the, the tournament. So you've got to play the rest of your season with the Pac-12 tournament as your championship. Because if you don't win the Pac-12 tournament, mind you, for the first time in, in, in ASU history, then you're not going to the NCAA tournament. It's just not going to happen. Um, they don't have the resume to do it. And wins over Arizona at this point in time would not be enough without that win on the road over Oregon. So there just isn't enough of a strength of schedule in the Pac-12 as it stands here, January 26, 2024, for Arizona State to get into the tournament unless – they go out and they play their tails off through the remainder of the season to try and get a top four seed in the Pac-12 tournament. Mind you, for the last time in Vegas, last Pac-12 tournament, Bobby Hurley, you got to leave it all on the table. You don't want to leave the conference as the only program, I believe, that hasn't won the Pac-12 tournament. You can't do it. It's a bad look, especially heading into a new conference. Um, a basketball and, conference. A basketball conference. And you talked about one. it. You got a four-headed monster. You got a four-headed monster, and what can't happen, which what is what happened last night, is Oregon cut the head off of one, and pretty much three of the four died because of it. Three of the four didn't show up because one of them lost their head. Jemiah went yeah. missing. Frankie did what he does defensively. Offensively, wasn't really doing too much. Okay? Ace Wolf wasn't there last night. Wasn't there last night. It was strictly, strictly Jose Perez. Even the bigs, Sean Phillips, Brian Salabunga, didn't you didn't get the minutes out of them that you know you hope to get, and that you saw in previous games, right? Now, what makes last night sweeter, it what makes the loss a little bit easier to digest, is that as soon as the post game show wrapped up, as soon as the post game show wrapped up, and I, I'll pull back the curtain. Jacob was producing last night, right? So Jacob was like, yeah, thank you. Post game, we, we kept the post game short, the post game show relatively short so that he could produce Wildcats, right? Our show ended and the Wildcats were up at half, up big at half, I believe. And Jacob was like, oh, Mike already sent the headline, the headline and the thumbnail and everything for the game, right? Assuming that the Wildcats uh. will hang on, assuming that Arizona, which was, I believe, almost a 20 point favorite last night assuming they would get it done and you know what happened eric tell me they lost 83 oh yeah to 80 83 to 80 and i was going through the box score last night because i didn't get i didn't want to really watch that game after asu had lost but one of the most prominent players on the arizona basketball team here in 2024 is kylan boswell Last night, Kylan Boswell played 24 minutes, had no points, four fouls, and two turnovers. You want to talk about a starter? We talked about ASU starters not getting it done. Arizona didn't get it done. Kylan Boswell didn't get it done. I saw the fan base going after Balo, Umar Balo, uh, oh. not only in the Wildcats chat, but really everywhere. So it, it's everywhere. It's, it's panic time. For Arizona, and when you talk about, you know, 
college basketball as it stands right now for these Valley teams, Arizona State, Arizona, Big 12 basketball is ahead next season. The rivalry is what it is. One of these teams has to figure it the fuck out, and they got to do it fast. Otherwise, you together are going to be a laughing stock moving into this next conference. ASU already playing from behind because of what DFA is as an arena and because of the whole snail race to leave the Pac-12. So I think when it comes down to Arizona State basketball moving forward, yes, you're obviously playing for seeding in the Pac-12 tournament, but you're also playing playing for a, a little bit of pride and you're playing for the reputation of the guys to come after you next season in the Big 12, man. They got to figure it out and they got to figure it out fast. I mean, you're you're also if you're ASU <laughs> like somewhat playing for your for your coach. Not saying that Bobby's going to get fired if they don't succeed this year because I I don't think that there's an inclination of that now. I do think that there's a certain ceiling that this team could reach with Bobby at the helm. And, and I haven't really seen stuff shown to me otherwise to say that. And I know next year's classes, I mean, they're in the comments in the chat saying it's, it's damn near historical. Uh, yeah. It's a really, really good class. And so you want to probably give him a chance to, to coach the class that he recruited. Um, but at the same time, man, like your identity shows after a couple years and it's been more than a few now where Bobby Hurley coach teams just aren't consistent. They just, they, they fall off a cliff or they're at the top of the mountain and there's nothing in between. There's no journey. There's nothing that's a part of that. So if they just fall off this season, if they just stop and okay, we're just not, we're just not that team anymore. Uh, then, then you're going to look at Bobby and you'd be like, what happened? What happened? Yeah. And then if you go into next season, and it's the same pattern with better players. At, th- at that point, then you're probably looking at ASU basketball, looking for a different coach. Because at, at that point, you're a decade in, and you've given him the best resources that you can as far as, like, these are your players. What do you do with the players? Obviously, the actual resources around the program uh, should be increased. Um, but I, I'm just I'm, – I'm looking for this team to establish their identity for real. Not for three weeks. Not for two weeks, not for three they games. They won't. They won't. They won't do it. But they I know. I, I know. And that's why I'm looking for it. I know they won't. And, and the only way that I will be convinced otherwise is if they actually change. And that's why I'm not going to be convinced. I don't think they're going to win the Pac 12 tournament. And to be honest with you, if they win the Pac 12 tournament, I don't have faith in them to have some sort of massive success in the actual tournament at the end. And as great as it would be for Bobby to have that Pac-12 title, for ASU to have that Pac-12 title, like unless they play from right here, right now, they take this loss on the chin and then they just go hard and they are consistent the rest of the season. I can't buy it. I just can't. I mean, look, it it is tough. We got people in the chat talking about the stadium, um, the arena not being great. Marlon brings up a good point. Uh, easier said than done every year. He has to build a team from scratch from the portal. And, and, you know, a lot of that has to do with just the current state of college athletics and NIL and Arizona state football. We know plays in a different sandbox than some of these other schools. Um, when it comes to NIL, it's the same for ASU basketball more. So even ASU basketball doesn't have the resources to compete with some of these other PAC 12 schools. And it's going to make it even more challenging when you get to the big 12, a basketball conference to really really move the needle 
with, with some of these players. So I think when it comes down to Bobby Hurley moving forward, it obviously depends on what happens with the athletic director position moving forward. Whoever the athletic director is, it'll be interesting to see the way that ASU basketball finishes this season. And if it's enough to warrant Bobby Hurley he- like being the helm, being at the helm heading into the Big 12 for, for year one. I can definitely see a scenario where a new AD comes in, ASU basketball gets bounced early in the Pac-12 tournament. They have a shaky end of the season, and the new AD says, hey, you know what? I'm going to make a move, right? We're going to try and transform this basketball program into something that it hasn't been for quite some time. We'll see if, if that's you know how it happens. Um, but to, to, to be completely honest with you, I think as it stands right now, I think Bobby Hurley has got himself a, a job next year. I, I think he remains yeah. at the helm. Um, part of that has to do with the class, the recruiting class that he has moving forward. Um, and say what you want about him having to, to go out and get players in the portal. You look at the players that he's gotten in the portal. The stars have been pretty damn good. Des Cambridge was the best player for Arizona State basketball last season. Frankie Collins is the best player for Arizona State basketball this season. Jose Perez, right? Two guys that you could say, you could even argue three. Ace Wolf is probably the third best player on this team. All three of them came from the portal, right? So it's not like Bobby's going out there and getting bums. Let's just take a step back. Before last night's loss, 24 hours ago, this team was tied at the pack, uh, tied atop yeah. the Pac-12 standings with Oregon and Arizona. Yeah. Two very good basketball teams. So that's, that's where it is right now. And D-Brand D brings up a good point. Who out there can come in here and do better than Bobby? Right now, I don't have an answer for that. And I don't think there is, right? I think when it comes down to it, Bobby Hurley loves Arizona State basketball. Uh, I know from conversations that I've had that Bobby Hurley wants to win at ASU. He wants to make noise here, right? He knows Arizona State and winning at Arizona State is a challenge. He knows it. And guess what? The same way that Bobby Hurley was a player and accepted and embraced every challenge is the same thing that he wants to do here. He wants to embrace and he wants to accept the challenge of winning at Arizona State. The only question becomes, how long do you give him to accept that challenge before you go out and seek somebody else to potentially take that step forward for the program? And right now, again, with the state of the athletic department, um, with what's going on, you know, just down the 10 in Tucson, I would say that Arizona State and Michael Crow, they're not in a rush. They're not in a rush to make any changes when it comes to the basketball program um, because there really doesn't need to be, right? And we know the way Michael Crow feels about athletics. That's why it is going to be a waiting game to really see who steps in as the athletic director um, and, and what their motto is moving forward, right? And how they want to approach the ASU administration. Um, and as it stands right now, I, I think Bobby Hurley is going to be sitting comfortable in his spot. Um, again, that's just my two cents on the whole thing. Part of that is from conversations. Uh, and part of that is just kind of seeing exactly what's transpired, you know, over the last few seasons, over the last few years with Arizona State. But when we're talking about comfort, when we're talking about Arizona State basketball and getting through the night, you know what helps me get through not only the night, but the day as well, Eric? Tell me. Bet MGM making money. Of course. Last night we said, hey, stay away, stay away from that tempting Arizona State spread because it looked juicy. They were plus nine and a half. You could take that, you could get neat, nice odds, 
for a team that was tied atop the Pac-12 standings, a team that at one point was up 10. But hopefully everybody made some money on the NBA. I know I did. We got the NFL playoffs still going on. BetMGM is the place for you to make some of that money, guys. Still got a phenomenal offer. If you haven't signed up, I tell you about it all the time, and I'm going to tell you about it again. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $5 into your newly created account and place a wager in the amount of at least $5 at standard odds price. And once you place the bet, you're going to receive $158 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. One more time, guys, sign up for BetMGM and use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app for at least $5, and you will receive $158 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Promo code 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877 hope and y or text hope and y 467 New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-991-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. So, to, to Marlon's point, just before we, we move past ASU basketball, he said they're still second yeah. in the conference, and, and what are we really talking about? And, and you, you are right. Like, this has been an overall successful season so far. It's just we've seen successful seasons. And so I think there's a little bit of paranoia built in when you see a team drop off and just drop in a level of play like that. And we're just yeah. hoping it doesn't get to the same level as before. Not saying that this season is over or, or anything like that. Like, it's a, it's a long journey. It's, it's a long road ahead. And if you need help getting to the end, might I recommend stopping at Circle K along the way. They're America's third shop, and now they have a free membership program you could save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups with circle case inner circle and then you can save three cents per gallon every day and i have it under good authority that if you fill up a lot over a long period of time that price is going to bump up you're going to actually save more per gallon just three cents every day plus let's talk about inside the store not just at the gas pump you get your sixth free of a selection of circle k products pizza coffee ice cold fountain drinks Everything that you imagine when you go into a Circle K, you're going to get discounts on. You want to join the Inner Circle for free, by the way. There's no price. You're not paying a monthly subscription. like you to pay a monthly subscription for everything these days for free. Save some money. Download the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions do apply at participating locations, but visit CircleK.com for more details. I don't know why this is just now coming to me. Marlon Jones. Are you the Marlon Jones, the former Arizona State basketball player, Marlon Jones? The six seven forward that played for the Sun Devils, because that'd be crazy if we had you in the chat the entire time and we didn't <laughs> come on the show, bro. <laughs> come That's on, crazy, if, if that man. is you, if that it's is gotta you, be. It's gotta absolutely re, re, reach out to at Anthony Totri or at Eric Ruby and and let's let's. Talk. That's crazy. He says yeah. He That's says yeah. Crazy dude. What's up, oh, dude? Oh man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, hit me up, man. We'll have to get you on the show sometime. Absolutely. Dude, but look, absolutely. Part of what we love about Fridays here at PHNX is hot or not. It's our favorite segment. It's one of my favorite segments that we have all week long. And for those of you that are new here, okay, hot or not is pretty much a time where our producer, our lovely producer, gives us three segments or three topics. And we just kind of go nuts, okay? We just kind of go back and forth on what we agree or disagree is going on uh, in the random world of all things PHNX, okay? So do we have do we have Danielle behind the back today, or do we have – there we go. There we Hi, go. Friends. What's up? What's up, Danielle? Uh, yeah. So I, I just came straight from class, so I am here. I'm ready. I got 
I'm ready to go, man. I survived the fire. That was fun. I know. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> who's who's yeah. been hot this week? Who's been hot this week? Oh, man. So this, who's been hot this week is definitely the Phoenix Fire Department. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out the Phoenix Fire Department for saving my car. I was really afraid of my car. Um, I wasn't so much afraid of my car as I was my camera, mm. but we made it. Um, not for sure is Craig S. Morgan. Um, yeah, taking the elevator. I love, I love Craig. He is one of the best journalists to ever live. You should follow his lead in so many aspects of life. Um, not so much his fire etiquette, his fire safety etiquette. He didn't take the elevator once. He took it twice. So don't do that. Oh, Craig, 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 what are you doing, man? What are you doing? I do want to get to, to one thing before we get to hot or not. Donald talking about we need a three-headed panel. Toe Tree, Eric, and Big Pokey. I know there's people asking about Shane. Shane's hopefully coming back here in a couple weeks, and that three-headed panel, that three-headed monster will look just like this. It'll be me, Eric, and be Shane. Uh, and it'll definitely be an exciting time for PHNX Sun Devils, especially heading into what's left of the college basketball season and then spring football as well. But in the meantime, me, Eric, Danielle are going to – Get locked and loaded. Let's go ahead. Let's knock out uh, our first topic here. All right. First topic. Uh, Damon. I don't, I don't think he's still in the chat. I guess he has defects now. But he's, <laughs> he, he came in firing the other day. So he came in and he was like, guys, rap is dead. The genre is dead. Uh, so first topic, hot or not. Uh, oh, we lost Danielle. <laughs> Damon. Wait, wait, Damon, are you still Damon here? doing his magic. Damon cut your Wi-Fi or what? Bro, are you, are you here, Dan? Can you hear us? Oh, we can't hear. We can't hear you. Oh, no. That's incredible. Guys, Damon the definitely Wildcats did that. got to her. Damon uh, definitely did that. Get, oh give, give me a thumbs up if I'm happened. right, Daniel. Are you asking if that take is hot or not? If the rap is dead, take hot or not? Can I get a thumbs up? Is that the question? Oh, and now I got fireworks. Okay, th I got fireworks going. This show has completely gone off the rails. Um, uh, I don't know. Tell you, I'm gonna let you take us first. I'm gonna let you take it first. On the topic of if rap is dead, is that yeah? Is that what we're going is with? That is, is it right? Is it hot or not? No, because I was sitting. Um, I was sitting in the um office in the studios with Damon when he was having that conversation, and. I agreed with him. I think currently, I just don't think the, the hip hop rap music is what it used to be, man. Like, and, and I'm not even talking about like late nineties, early two thousands. I'm talking like when we go back and we, we look at even when we were in high school, right? Kendrick, uh, J Cole, like that was peak, peak rap for me. And now what? Now I, I, I agree. I think, I think that's, that's a totally acceptable take. You know, it. I'm going to play both sides here, uh, as, as I do a lot of the time. Um, overall, as a genre, it's at the worst that it's ever been in, in its history of existence, with, without a doubt, the worst that it's ever been. Um, but there's still, there's still really, really good, innovative rappers out there right now. They're just harder to find because there's an overabundance, and that's kind of music and streaming in general so i'll agree with the take but i'm not trying to discredit all currently but a vast majority and a lot more than usual is crap so i'm going to say that take is hot 
That's valid. Hi, Daniel. Do we have you back here? That's right. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Let's go. We okay. We can hear you. I have no idea what happened there. Um, anyway, uh, like I said, Wildcats cut your cut your Wi-Fi. I, man, I tell you. Okay. So this one is uh, we had this discussion on coyotes recently. Uh, karaoke. Ooh. Karaoke hot or not? Are you guys big karaoke fans or not? Oh man. And if I'll so, if the start. answer is yes, you have to say your go-to song. Okay, go ahead, Eric. You can start with this. Okay. Again, very situational. You got to be with the right people. You can't and be in the right mind state. In the right in the right mind state, whatever that might mean that you have to be in for karaoke. Uh, when everything is set up right, it can be so much fun, but it could also be very awkward in the wrong situation i'm gonna say hot because it's it's a lot of fun i have to think of a go-to song uh megan will vouch for me and say that i actually am terrible at remembering the lyrics to any song so i don't know if i have a go-to song because i don't really know the lyrics to any of them uh, but I i'm gonna say hot i'm gonna say karaoke is hot but that's just me this is tough i think i'm i'm leaning toward donald man karaoke is hot as fuck but you have to be absolutely intoxicated yes. to do it. There's no sober karaoke. No, but there is. I've done the very first time I did karaoke was was stone cold sober. Man, my okay. my ex girlfriend like their family tradition on New Year's Eve was you everybody had to sing a karaoke song, right? So I, I'm new here. I, I've I've been here like all of three days, right? And it's like okay, you gotta come in front of everybody sing karaoke sober. So what did I do? Me and my girlfriend at the time, her little sister's boyfriend, we did a duet of Gangsta's okay. Paradise. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that was the very first karaoke that I'd ever done. I can see that. I can imagine. It was, it was incredible. I'm, I'm trying to think if I've got a karaoke song now that I would do. I don't think, I, I don't know, man. You just, you just gotta, you gotta feel it in your bones. You got to be throwing them back and like the song hits and you're just like, give me the mic. And, and you just kind of rock yeah. and roll with it. Man. You can't know if you are told to do karaoke, it's a bad time. If you are volunteering to do karaoke, it is a good time. And uh, Marlon in the chat, which Short Bus has told us to get away from Marlon because he's his friend. He can be all of our friends. Short Bus, you're <laughs> our friend. You're a diehard. Marlon, you're a friend. And you're also funny, too. He says, if I'm singing karaoke, it's the international signal to grab my car keys. So, you know, if you're feeling if you're feeling real good, karaoke can be hot. So I'm, I'm two for two on hot right now. I'm usually not this positive. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is throwing me off. I'm not I'm not used to this kind of positivity. Short bus um, saying Marlon's go-to song is Barry White or Marvin Gaye's Sexual Healing. <laughs> great song. Great I need song. I I need Short Bus and Marlon on at the same time, and then they can just do the podcast, and we can sit back like the old dudes and the Muppets and just like sprout little comments in whenever we want because they seem funny. Like they're yeah, they're I'm here it. for it. I'm here for it. What's the What's the final topic, Daniel? All right, final topic. We're getting uh we're getting into Super Bowl season, right? And every year we have this conversation. Not us personally, but I feel like it's out there. Moving the Super Bowl to a Saturday Ooh. so that you don't have to go to work or school or whatever, all hungover or whatever. Say, I'm going to say not hot. Super Bowl Saturday, hot or not? Not hot. Not hot. We got football all year round on a Sunday. If you want to change it, what should be changed is that following Monday should be considered a Thank national you. holiday. That's Thank how you. you do the Super Bowl. That's how you accept it. We don't move football to Saturday just because we want Sunday off. 
football is we eat it, we breathe it, we sleep it on Sundays and sometimes Mondays and Thursdays. But nobody loves it on Thursdays. You're not going to have a Super Bowl on a Thursday. You're not going to have a Super Bowl on a Monday. So everybody should get wasted and do what they want to do on Super Bowl Sunday as planned. And then Monday should be a national holiday. Point blank. Mic drop. Yeah. See, it's it's a cop out, right? Like you get like I get it. You want the day afterwards. You Super Bowl on Saturday. I get it. You have Sunday off. That's great. But again, we're missing the point here. The the point is not to to keep the weekend the same length. The point is to extend the celebration, extend the time off. Moving it to Saturday is like putting a band-aid on like a broken leg. You know, like it's not gonna help. You need to solve the actual problem. The problem isn't what day it's on. The problem is what comes afterwards. So I, we're we're all on the same page here, but it's it, it's 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 not hot. You, you can't. I can't do it. I'm sorry, Danielle. What do you think? I think there's an argument to be made since we're having big playoff games on Saturday. On Saturday, yeah. right? Is it NFC tomorrow? Right, um, Niners. I don't know. One of them. We got one of the com- one of the conference championships is tomorrow. Like, why not at this point? And also, like, make Friday a, a national holiday at that point. I don't know. I'm all for Just the whole the whole I first week of February. Sports. I don't get like I don't get Hell, the whole month. Anyways, I got to work the next day. Anyways, so yeah. like, but it's not. It's, it's way easier for us. I I will acknowledge it is way easier for us as people who work in the sports. That when the Super Bowl happens, we just come in the next day. We're still talking about the Super Bowl, like, and then we just yeah. move on and, and talk more sports. Like that's that's what you probably do anyways. You got Marlon in the chat talking about every job knows the productivity on a Monday after the Super Bowl is pretty much non-existent, right? It's why the only task is clearing your emails. Like, it's the truth. It is the absolute truth. Sharing Super Bowl four day weekend, I'm here for it. I don't I don't think you're gonna find anybody complaining. Um, but guys, that is gonna do it. For hot or not, and that is also going to do it for today's episode of the PHNX Sun Devil Show. We really do appreciate everybody in the chat, not only today, but I want to give a special shout out to everybody that's been new here all week long, from Marlon um, to Debrem, some of the other folks that we've had in the chat, uh, Brian, etc. Like you guys have been super, super awesome. Do us a favor if you want to keep this conversation going. Like I said, just ask some of our PHNX diehards, Sharon. Donald short bus about getting into that PHNX diehard discord. It really does pay for itself. Not to mention, we do have some exclusive PHNX Sun Devils content that is going to be coming strictly for our diehards here in the next couple of weeks. But in the meantime, guys, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you enjoy the content, we will be back on Monday. Give us a follow at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me on social at Anthony underscore Tochu. You can follow my main man, karaoke. Eric Ruby at Eric Ruby. That is Eric with a K. You can follow both DJs, Jacob Franklin at Jacob underscore Franklin four and DJ Danielle at Africa Danielle on social media guys. But as always have a phenomenal Friday, go devils and peace.